Hey. Woo. Hi. 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 Hello. Welcome everybody to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya, and Tish, where you can hit it, Tish. We're just not gonna do it. We're just not gonna Why? do it. Okay. <laughs> because she's my best friend and I can do that where you can get it done with Tish and be on your come up with Koya. Okay. Because that's yeah. what <laughs> Today we are kicking it with the amazingly talented and beautiful actress, writer, mm -hmm. producer, and multi-hyphenate artist, Yamoria Wright. Welcome to the show, Yamoria. Hi, thank you. And it is a joint podcast today because we are also streaming with Yamoria's podcast, Inside Out Podcast. So yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Yamoria, um, for those yeah, Oh, wait, I think there's a delay. Um, so, Yamoria, for those who are listening, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast, just so everybody knows? Like, we know here it's all about teach giving artists and entrepreneurs the tools that they need to succeed and level up. What is Inside Out Podcast all about? Yes, so Inside Out Podcast uh, features entrepreneurs and artists, and it's about their journey from within. So what their life is like behind the camp, you know, outside of being on camera or on set, who they really are inside and out, and their journey to uh, pursuing a full and whole life. Holistic life. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So all, we're all on the same page with like yes. helping people become the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool, yes. cool, cool. Self-care for artists. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Self-care for artists. Um, so so oh, go ahead, Bestie. No, this is particularly exciting for me because I've been many, many years and I'm just, just been watching her just do her darn thing out here in these streets. So yeah, just saying, I have, I have an, I have a, um, of an emotional attachment to uh, your success. So I'm just going to say that. Thank you. I, I, I was just thinking about you yesterday when I posted about LMR, I was like, oh, it's like, there's that story there. We can get there, but yeah. Well, you more yeah. you were kind of the inspiration too for our podcast, uh, for us starting our podcast. We, we we wanted to start a podcast, but we couldn't just kind of like press the start button. And after we all did our little three day, well, not little, but our three day event mm. um, on racial injustice and institutionalized racism, um, Tish told me that. Uh, when we did the episode together that you told her we should continue. And so we were like, yeah, we're going to continue. So we really have you to thank for it. Too. Oh, look at this. This is yeah. real sisterhood. Yes, girl. <laughs> and that's the thing. Everybody in the industry knows each other. Do you notice that? Like mm -hmm. all, all the black people, they like, I know her. I did so. So-and-so knows so-and-so. And I did so-and-so. And it's like, you know, black folks were like this. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so Moria, um, mm -hmm. you're you're an incredibly talented writer, actress, producer, oh, and goodness. all of those things. Um, what inspired your first creative endeavor to create your own opportunity? Because um, this season, it's all about being opportunity ready. Uh, mm -hmm. so 
just want to know a little bit about like what inspired you for, with your first venture, uh, creative venture. What inspired that? Okay. Can we go back to when I was a YouTuber? We can go back as far okay. as you like because we want to yeah. know. We want yeah. to know. Okay. Um, so when I was a little, actually, where is it? Oh, oh man. Okay. Well, my I wrote a book in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. We had an assignment, and my book was um, in the in the back of the book. Like I did an about the author because I loved writing, and really it was all that was always inside of me. But when I really began to tap into that, I would say would be in undergrad. I was a poli sci major. But all I did was continue to take theater courses and business courses. <laughs> um, so I was I was so far off track of, uh, in terms of going to law school. And then I started a YouTube channel because I got cast as Benisa in A Raisin in the Sun um, at Pear Avenue Theater in Mountain View. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we're both we're both from the Bay. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. both from the San Francisco Bay area. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. So I got Catherine Benita, and I was wearing bomb weaves. Okay. I still love those weaves. Blended out a wave nouveau, so then it blended with the curly texture. And the director, the director didn't know though, because you know we know Benita cuts her hair. The director was like, "Are you okay putting a wig on?" And I was in front of the cast. I was like, oh, well, this is actually a week. And he was like, huh? And I was like, well, it's not my hair. And he was like, oh, well, just take that off. And I was like, no, 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 no. And from getting cast in that role and taking my weave out, I had to explore my own hair. And I started a YouTube channel. So it was actually theater that led me to picking up a camera. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. And that, and so you started YouTubing, you started learning how to shoot and edit. I, yes. Well, I was, I had already learned how to, to edit in undergrad cause I um, directed our MLK night uh, production. That was every um, MLK day every year. So I learned how to edit on, on iMovie from that, but it was the YouTube channel that I became, I was obsessed about learning my hair. So mm -hmm. I, I could, I created and began to build a community that was a combination of artists and natural naturalistas and naturally silly. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. And so you yeah. were you were a poli sci major. What made you make the transition into going to grad school for um did you study acting and um writing? Was it a dual major that you did? So, yeah, so actually in undergrad, I ended up getting offered a scholarship mid-sophomore year. Mm -hmm. A theater scholarship. So I switched my major to theater. Oh. And so I grad yeah, I still got my bachelor's in theater. So and then I worked other jobs um four years outside of grad school. Going to grad school, I always wanted to go and I was watching um the mountaintop and they're playing uh Changes Gonna Come and I was just sitting there emotional and I was looking through, you know, the playbill and I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to grad school. And that is literally how I ended up in New York. It was three months before the audition for grad school. Wow. What um, um what was your audition piece? So we all went to the same grad school, just so all of yes, 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 if you're yes, late, yes, yes. look at Tabitha Brown says if you late to the party. <laughs> my piece was um ruined. I did ruin for my thesis. Which did you play Mia or did you play the other one? The other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, mm -hmm. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so Yeah, good. it was oh. ruined, it was ruined. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ruined, I did ruin my first year, my first year there with um, Jacqueline. Yeah. Uh -huh. Ruined. Yeah. How cool so is it though that y'all were already there? And I was just like, it, like just do you look at the way it sinks, like the alignment? Y'all yeah. were already at that school. I was here in the Bay working at Google and Mountain View, and I was just like, I need a change in my life. Like I was acting, I was doing regional theater, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. And what to grab? And look, that's just so interesting. Wow. You know, I think I think you're right about that. That we're all like interconnected, even though we don't think we are. It's our. It's like predestined. It's like okay, mm -hmm. you're gonna meet her and she's or him, and then you're gonna work together or this person, and not just in like our careers, but even in like yeah. our personal lives. It's just it's it's crazy. Like, but yeah, it, that, is, it sure. is. It is. It's crazy how everything just comes full circle, and that, exactly. that's kind of like the trend in the industry. That that's kind of like the trend. And one last thing, not one last thing, but let's give a shout out to our sponsors. BP, oh, yes. hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> our sponsors, Wizards and Blue Wizard Bar and Grill. Guys, we're going to give them a shout out because they are following the show. <laughs> they are, yes. they yes. are hosting and they are really, really like supporting us out there. So we just want to, I just want to give them a and, uh, yes. and we did we did an episode with Kenny also. So if you um haven't gotten a chance to check that out, the owner of Blue Lizard Bar and Grill, he is the original OG. He was dropping gems. The original OG. If you ever OG. like I don't care where who who you are or where you have come from, you can get some knowledge from that man. So mm. I know they're probably they're streaming this at the bar. Kenny, we love you. Um, he's just giving mm -hmm. game. So watch that episode. Check it out. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and desserts. And desserts. So you might. Oh, go ahead. That's me. No, I was gonna say yeah. Back to what you were saying, like how we were all interconnected. It's just it's mm -hmm. really interesting because you know. Like now, looking back at it, I'm just like, wow, like how we met, how we are like, you know, just started working together and having conversations. I really do think that it just takes a little while for you to just find your group of people out here. But mm -hmm. it's really interesting because think about this. Hold on, I'm gonna put this out there. It's a whole bunch, it's a whole bunch of us that went to this school. Okay. Yeah. But only certain of us, certain People were connected. Let's just let's just see. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. You know, and it goes back to what we talk about on the series, which is having like core values and having it aligned. Mm -hmm. and you connect with the people where your core values align with. So yes, that's all it is. You preach it, okay? Amen. Okay. You see how to say amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know we gotta be we gotta be real about why we are all interconnected even mm -hmm. though it's meant to be, but still we share, you know, commonality. That's all. Mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. right. And finding your tribe is so important just so you can keep going. I mean, the entertainment industry definitely is, I feel, one of the hardest industries to work in. Um, it takes, like, 
any entrepreneur knows about the entrepreneur roller coaster, but mm-hmm. in entertainment, whether you're an actress, whether you're a producer, writer, it is a contract job. You are an entrepreneur. And it's like that entrepreneur roller coaster times a thousand. <laughs> It is. And it you is. Need your team, you need your team and you need people who are just genuine, genuine, genuine good people. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm learning that more and more that, you know, even people who are successful, they're just not always for you. Or yep. if they're good people, they're they're not good for you, you know, mm-hmm. so they're not, they don't help you become the best version of yourself. You're not the best version of yourself when you're around them, you know, mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so important. It's so important. It is. And I, I learned too, like on the, this is so, this is amazing. But like on the inside version of this, the inside out version of that too, is you want people who, when you talk about people who are, bring out the best in you, you want people who you can be your, your full self with. Mm-hmm. Like if there's anything I learned this year, it's just like, it is not worth it. Just to, like in my, in my pr- personal life, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm on set, it's one thing, but like, I want artists around me who I can just explore life and talk about things. And we're just like, you feel expansive when you're around these people, Yeah, you know, that that's the real alignment. I should be expanding when I'm with you, Mm. you know, not always agreeing about certain topics, but we're expanding, Yes, you know, you better use that whole word. (laughs) We need a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, come on, let's, let's get real about it. Let's get real about it. But you know what I wanted to say as well is is that you know I've I've like working in the industry as long as I have been for like nearly ten years now. It's like you meet people and you just don't click. You know, like you just mm-hmm. don't. Click, you know, and what I've found is that like you know the people that you click with, they're your lifelong collaborators. They're your lifelong mm-hmm. friends. They're the people who wish you well, because there's a lot of people out there who just don't wish you well. And that's just the truth. And I think um, one of the things that I've enjoyed about having this friendship with you both is a lifelong collaboration mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. able to, to work out. And it's mm-hmm. like that, Bestie. You know what I'm talking about. I just smiling because today I was just thinking to myself, I was actually thinking about this is just this is getting super deep, y'all. You're not about to make me sit up. You're not about to make me cry up here on inside out to with the Kiki podcast because I just can't <laughs> today. I just I sent Tish a Marco Polo and I woke up and like we had a conversation last night, and you know, your your friends, particularly in in this industry, but like you said, Yamoria, personally, I just woke up with so much gratitude for Tim, mm-hmm. like to the point where I was like sitting there, my little Marco Polo. Did you get it, Bestie? Yeah. She can't even look. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. She didn't even look at it. But anyway, I did. I sent you a Marco Polo back. Okay, I didn't. You didn't look at my Marco Polo. Okay, my Marco Polo. I'm sorry, Bestie. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. But I just, I was, I was so overwhelmed with just like gratitude for Tish Mm. and, you know, particularly in this pandemic um, Mm. with people passing away and just different trials and tribulations, it really has made me learn how to value Mm -hmm. uh, people in my life and, um, and just come from a place of gratitude. And I was just so 
thankful for Tish today. I was like, you know, Tish is really like my, my, I would say you're like my advisor, like, and not just in like career things, like life things. We gonna talk about what we, what we was talking about, but you know, she's not going to get in. We'll, we'll talk about that after the show, you more. Um, but just like, I was, I was so overwhelmed with just gratitude because Tish is just, that like, and you know, you Maria, she's just an overall amazing person. Mm -hmm. She's a person that will fight with you and fight for you and keep mm -hmm. it 100, you know, because like you said, um, you can be real with her, but you also constantly expanding. And I even thought about that um, with you, you Maria, which is why I like text you, like, you know, just so inspired by your work because um, I've kind of known you through the grapevine and I've mm -hmm. been about you for years, but of course me doing my hosting due diligence, I like, <laughs> did my research on you and I was just kind of like, this girl and, and well, woman is doing it. Like, I just was like, wow, like you are just, and I don't curse anymore, but I said, she's just a bad A, like, <laughs> like a bad B. And you know, in the mo in the best way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, that kind mm -hmm. of but, mm -hmm. um, but I just, I was just like so enamored with just like everything that you're doing. And we'll get into that. Um, everything that you have done, everything that you're doing. But I also like watching on social media. I've spoken with you on, on camera and off live camera and just, mm -hmm like that person also seems to match the other person, the, those people, the person that you are in your work seems to, it seems to match the person that you are um, on social media and just in all aspects of your life. And I was just like, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, and, you know, it's so interesting that you can be, you can be interviewing a celebrity and that's all great, but it's like, which, we all are celebrities within our own rights yes. here, but yes, <laughs> uh, I'm just like, literally this, I was so juiced for this episode just because I think going back to the sisterhood, I was just like, you know, the, like these two women, I'm just so grateful that you guys are like, honestly in my life. And I've just really been trying to come from a place of gratitude in the pandemic. But, um, that brings me to, um, my next point, um, with you, Maria, you're just doing such amazing things. Um, there's a lot of artists and entrepreneurs out there um, who are looking at this podcast. And um, I know that they want to create and distribute their own content. Mm -hmm. um, you have a web series, which is going to be re released on Amazon Prime Video. Mm -hmm. I love my roomie. <laughs> woo -woo. Let's just give, give a hand clap for that. Um, and it really just highlights um, black women in a beautiful, wonderful way. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about about that and like what the inspiration was for starting that and just how you how you came to even get to love my roomie? Because that's a journey within itself. It, let me tell you, Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very amazing full circle moment because. Um, in grad school, so oh, you had asked earlier. Um, I was an I was an MFA or I was MFA and acting candidate, but after our first semester, because um, you know the school has playwrights, directors, and, and uh, actors, they only had one playwright. So they actually emailed actors and asked us to apply for the playwriting program for the first time ever. You would 
by by on paper double major <laughs> you know you get your double degree um but by degree i got one and it's an acting but i did study playwriting and screenwriting the whole time um minus one semester um but it is in playwriting my last year that we were sent individual props by um by the playwriting teacher ed baker and mine was about two roommates who were about to get an eviction notice and i found out later that he based the prompt because he's been with us for three years, right? So he knew stuff we were going through, we've gone through, and that was something that I went through um, in New York. And so, anyways, I wrote a ten-minute play called Expulsion, and Tish, here we go, let's go. Um, <laughs> it was August 2016. I was on a train, and I was overwhelmed because I didn't have an acting reel. And I don't know exactly why we were texting. I might have just texted her asking, you know, for advice. And she was just like, well, you've written a lot of, I mean, you've been writing for three years at least, you know, just film something you wrote. And I was like, hey. <laughs> so I adapted Expulsion into a short film. We filmed September 2016. We didn't rap filming. I needed to crowdfund. And up from that, Love My Roomie was born because it was originally just supposed to be a part of a crowdfunding campaign, like just a little snippet backstory um, for a film. And we filmed Raps December 2nd, 2016. I fell in love with the process. It was like, wait a minute, let me do this for real. And so from that moment till now is when the actual Love My Roomie episodic show has been underway. Film festivals, reshoots, writing 50 million actors. I'm like, girl, did you need to pull all your imaginary friends out your head? <laughs> <laughs> did you win like an award for directing? Love I Marley? did, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 2018 New York International Film Festival, I won the best director in the in the web category. Yeah. 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 And then I just I was like, yeah. I want this director. It's not time to, to release it, though. We got to keep filming. That's not everything. Let's see what else we can do. And and here we are. <laughs> wow. That's so amazing. Yes. But it all started from Tish being like, just film something you wrote. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I inspire. I, I try to inspire the younger generation because you guys are both younger than me so i have to put that out there oh my gosh <laughs> not that much younger like you know you know what it is guys you you know what it is when i got out of school it's so interesting when you tell that story because like when 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 we were talking it was kind of like a deja vu kind of thing for me i was like god i really wish i had someone when I was in school, mm. telling me what it is that I was telling you to do. And, you mm. know, Sarkoya, we had had our own thing when we were in school and we thought people, you know, and, you know, I don't want to get into it. But mm -hmm. my, my, my thing about it was, is that the intentions, you know, the intentions that people have when, when they're dealing with, like, you know, young filmmakers or actresses, they aren't, they aren't always, like, real. They, they want to tell yeah. you things, always coming from a place of you know narcissism and i just want to say that mm -hmm. it does. sometimes it does mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you know i'm out here and you're a young filmmaker or you're a young actress i'm just going to tell you this one thing but they really just don't tell you what it is that you really can do which is create your mm -hmm. own opportunity it was around the time you know when i had gotten out of school you know web series were really just starting to 
yet it's kind of, you know, like I had met Issa Rae a couple of times. I had met, you know, Edwina, Edwina Finley. You know, I had talked to Nicole Salter and Denia Guerrera because they had done In a Continuum and we were thinking about doing their play. I mean, it was just like all of these black women were just really about to hit the industry and they hadn't hit the industry yet. They hadn't really done anything in the industry. Then all of a sudden you started to see Denia on The Walking Dead and then you started to see Edwina Finley on The Have and Have Nots and then you started to see, you know, Issa Rae with her show. And it was it was kind of like an emergence of black women in the entertainment industry. And I peeped that and I was like, we got to get on this, you know? So mm -hmm. for me, it was always, it was also seeing a trend and I'm like, you know, the people who are creating their own opportunities for shows that weren't being represented on television at the time, you know, I, I just saw them just excelling and it was like, how yeah. it was not, they weren't seeing it. So it was also coming from a place where I didn't want you to be behind because I saw mm -hmm. that there was this happening. There was a shift mm -hmm. happening. And that shift really, for me, the, the shift really started when Kerry Washington was on, um, uh, what was her show? Um, yeah. Scandal. Kerry yeah. Washington oh, oh. Scandal, yeah. Then all of a sudden, like, all these casting directors were like, yeah, you know, we need like a, like before that, before that, when I had gotten out of school, all these managers were like, we don't know how to represent black, black darker skinned women like, I was getting all of that, guys. I was like, F you, I'm going to create my own content, right? That was my them, right? And then we started seeing, like, Scandal, and I was like, mm, we got to get up on that, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we got to get up on that, that grind. So it really came from a place of seeing that and wanting, really wanting us, us, you, us, <laughs> skin us, to win. Mm -hmm. I want to win. Well, you it. lit a fire. You lit a fire because... Six months later, I went I went into a place that we all know, and I was like, I'm gonna pay one more time to meet somebody to tell me whether I'm good enough to be in this industry. And I went yeah. and I said, and I was I was in a play at the time, and I went in and I was like, and she had already seen me before I got new headshots. And so so this is March 2017. I go in and she's like, Oh, you're so funny. You're like Mindy, but you know, I was like, Mindy, but black, but okay. Um, she's like, Yeah, I was like, oh, and I give her the flyer, uh, you know, for the play to come see me. I don't know if she ever did. She's like, oh, yeah, amazing. Thank you. And it was just like she enjoyed it. She was smiling. She didn't have any feedback. I said, I just pay this money that I barely got to have you sit. You know, I was like, you know what? I'll just continue to do it myself. And I threw myself into it. I literally just poured into it. So mm. you and you, your, and you created your own opportunity. Um mm -hmm. And and you and you took the advice because I remember and I I wasn't even ready. Tish was like, "Do a web series, bestie. Do a web series." And I was like, "No, I'm working on my acting, my craft." And you know, I think sometimes it just takes like people kind of seeing that within you, yeah. and and also you being ready. And that's kind of why we talk about on the show be, getting your mindset right. Mm -hmm. You can have all the tools and the resources there, but if you're not mentally ready, um, and I can take ownership for that. Back then, I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur or multi-hyphenate. I was like, you know, I'm an actress. That's what I'm mm -hmm. doing. And, and, you know, that's kind of really why we have this show is because sometimes when you 
when you're a part of these institutions and also even in Hollywood, people try to tell you you're this one thing. Yeah. Stay in this box. But when you start to surround yourself with people who think differently, who are like, oh, no, you can be multi-hyphenate. Oh, no, you, mm -hmm. need, you need to diversify. Oh, no, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Then it just, it blows the lid off like your life. And you're like, oh, yeah, like I, I think that that's, that's true. Okay, I mm -hmm. agree with that. Um, and then also like, listen, not even just the entertainment industry. Everybody is focused on just putting a Band-Aid on things. Nobody, like, you know, even in our healthcare industry, they don't want to act secure. They just want to put a Band-Aid on things, you know? Mm -hmm. And versus finding a solution to the problem. Tish, you had a problem. Tish gave you a solution. Mm -hmm. You had a problem, which is there... No, I don't. I can't find anybody who can see me in the light in which I see myself acting. So, what's the solution? Create create a role in which I can be highlighted, and that's mm -hmm. what you're doing. And I think the beautiful thing that I see with your work is that when more Black women are writing and producing, then that produces more roles for exactly. Black women. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Like the help was all cool, but it was still written by a white woman from a white perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not diminishing that. I think I like the help, but it's not just the help. It's like this continuous, like, you know, microaggression, at least I feel like, um, with, white writers trying to tell our stories. How can mm -hmm. you tell a story when you don't know what it is like to be in my skin? Mm -hmm. Like, you have never felt it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's like cultural appropriation. And I just, I can't deal with that. So anyway. But that's, that's, uh, that's an industry. That's also an industry-wide thing. It's not just like, you know, Black people is Asian, like crazy, mm -hmm. crazy rich Asians had that mm -hmm. where the, the writer came on and they didn't want to pay her the same you know, salary as they paid the man. And they said, oh, it's just not your time. But yet she contributed to a script that is like ethnically and culturally appropriate. So yes. it is her time. And therefore she should exactly. be paid like that. That's, that's a whole nother thing. We can get, we can get onto the pay thing of women. I don't want to get into that, but um, in this industry, cause that's a whole nother topic. But um, one of our other questions and topics are, how did you find the tools and resources to be able to create your own opportunities? Mm. So it, I think it's, I, I, I could never just say for me that it was one thing because it started with, I mean, if you really want to be honest, I, I went to Santa Clara University. Issa was at Stanford the same time I was at Santa Clara. I remember everybody talking about awkward black girls. It was like, you know, YouTube was the beginning, whatever. I didn't watch it. I, I didn't understand a web series until literally when I was in grad school at the end or even out of grad school that I really began to say like, what, what was this world? <laughs> like I just didn't, you know, I was all really emerged in theater at the time. Um, but it was when it, it started when I picked up a DSLR camera to and created and had three point light. Um, oh, I think we, um, it stopped for a second. Are we good? Okay, yeah, now we're good. Okay. Okay, I, I was saying it started when I picked up a DSLR camera and had three-point lighting set up and was telling people how to do Bantu not out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 
that was literally when it started. And I think that then from there, I was, when we had self tapes in, in grad school, I wasn't, um, you know, picking up a camera or the lighting. It wasn't something I had never done because of having a YouTube channel. And I actually remember, Tish, I remember in, what was that class called, y'all? The, um, the, the career class. You had it only the first year? The what class? There was a career class in grad school that you had only, maybe it was, maybe it didn't start to my year. You had it all year, but only for the first year. You didn't have that. I didn't have yeah, that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, they were trying to tell people how to audition. And I told people in the class, I raised my hand and I said, <laughs> I said, you should create your own. I said, I have a YouTube channel. We can just create our own, our own stuff on YouTube. And they're like, no, no. And I was like, no. I was like, no, guys, just I have a YouTube channel. We can create our own stuff. And I'm like, no. And then by the time we graduated, everybody was like, oh, we're creating our own stuff. And I was like, that was my lesson, though, of not listening to my intuition. Because I could have been creating that whole entire time. But I heard no from other people. So I was like, well, I guess it's a no. I guess it doesn't make sense to do that. It's not an industry thing, mm -hmm. you know? So really when Tish told me that was the second, that was like. Oh, hold on, you're more, you're going in and out again. Okay. Okay, there you are. I'm here. Okay. There we go. That's okay. We all working from home in the pandemic. Yeah. Let me, let me so, you know what it is? It's because I'm animated and I feel like the Wi-Fi is like, oh, she's doing too much. She needs to just be still. So my, this is my frame. Oh, I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it in frame. <laughs> but, I, but I'm curious for both of you, though, like, how did you navigate and like, how did you get yourself to be here where you're still like in a healthy, joyful place? Because both of you have been through the ringer of the industry and usually by this time people are mean <laughs> and they give and they gave up i'm gonna like let me tell you i i feel like if in certain moments so i went through post-grad depression after mm. graduate school like um, I had always graduated, I graduated from high school at 16 and college at 20. And then when I graduated from, um, uh, the actor studio drama school, I was 22 and mm -hmm. I was working, trying to do my audition thing. And I had to go right back home to the hood. I'm from Richmond, uh, <laughs> right where I started from. And so I had, well, first I moved to Oregon and I had got, I had got an agent and booked like, um, I booked a, a day player role on Grimm and like, you know, some commercials and stuff like that. But then I moved back home. I had to move back home to Richmond, California. And that was a really hard time for me because I was so overly ambitious. And mm. um, when we were graduating, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just in our field, people in multiple industries. It was like all these millennials who didn't have any jobs to receive them. And just having like a master's and not being able to even like take care of myself and have to like rely on my dad and whatnot. That was a real tough pill for me to swallow. But to make a long story short, um, that was the darkest moment of my life, my life, one of the darkest moments of my life. But it also was it also turned out to be one of the greatest moments of my life because 
God just really revealed to me that my purpose is not really in my profession. Mm-hmm. My purpose it is to be is my purpose is to be carried out in different capacities. And so for me, um, God has given me the gift of encouragement. So anything mm-hmm. that has to do with motivation and inspiration, that's me. Whether I'm motivating uh, kids when I was teaching theater. Or I'm, you know, doing content that's motivational. I also have a YouTube channel or even the types of projects that I'm acting in. You know, it's all it's all about positivity and having a growth mindset and whatnot. And I also I also am that way with other people and helping them achieve their hopes and dreams and their goals. So um, I got really into personal self-development and that just triggered triggered it and it set the lid off on my life. Think and Grow Rich, if you haven't read that or The Alchemist, get your Mm. life. Um, you know, just like Oprah's Oprah's read it like seven times. So I'm just, I'm just saying like, I but I started to realize too, that there are certain clues, like people who are highly successful, they, they read books and they, they have indirect mentorship and it's, and they, they really develop an informal education because I had my formal education, which was bachelor's, master's, but my informal education really had just begun. And so mm-hmm. um, I got into sales and that kind of like ignited the entrepreneur within me um, as I was on my little artist hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and so but those skills and those tools that I've developed um, they really have helped me to continue to not give up on my dreams. You know, mm-hmm. it's not hard. Um, we're all still out here hustling, trying to trying to get after it. But it just keeps me grounded. And those those tools and those principles that I learned, I just always go back to that. And also, too, God was like, "Let me tell you something. You didn't do anything. I did everything. I mm. did you. I created that mind. Um, you didn't graduate early. I I help. I I created you, and I allowed you to do that." So what I realized is that I was also subconsciously self-righteous and um, and I was so humbled and I didn't even realize that that now I realize who's in the driving seat of my life. And, you know, I seek God's counsel for everything. But, you know, I really believe that whether or not you believe in God or you believe in, in something, you have to you have to be spiritual because you need something to ground you like you need something to ground you. There are things that happened this whole pandemic that mm-hmm. you can't even explain. You know, there are things that just completely rock your world and, and, and you feel so helpless and small in this huge world. And that's when you have to have an anchor. Um, and that's really how how I've stayed positive. It's really just by the blood of the lamb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, and then friends and friends and family, like you know, Tish, um, having that accountability um, buddy, that that accountability partner. Tish is my accountability uh, partner. So mm-hmm. she and well, and well partner and well partner. And, and well, I love that. And well partner, which we I love that. We'll share some good news later on. Um, about that, but um, she is my well partner, and so in in our friendship, we have the, we we realize you know not everybody can work together. You know, friends can't always do that, but we can. <laughs> um, and so you know, Tish, she never lets me give up on my dreams, even when I want to. She reiterates um, me to myself when I'm down mm. and out, and just really my, my family, like my family. 
they, I mean, they believe in me so much that it's like, sometimes I'm just like, why? Uh, and you know, but that, that's really, that's really it. And just, you know, like taking care of mental health too. Like I believe Mm -hmm. we, me and Tish want to play about therapy. We don't Mm -hmm. play about mental health and, you know, just also to being like, which I love this episode because just being open and honest and truthful because we do Mm -hmm. live in a society and particularly work in an industry where you just kind of can't be open and honest and truthful and vulnerable sometimes Mm. to be that way with a group of supportive people that really just gives you the freedom and, and, and the motivation to keep going, you know, know that even if you have a moment of weakness, that you are not weak, even if Mm. you have a moment of like anger that you are not angry and violent, you know, like Mm -hmm. you are still a strong, beautiful, intelligent, um, black woman even if you make a mistake you know so anyway i digress i'll let tish go because we're gonna get back to i love it i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it a little short um you know i uh you know I, I've always had this thing where people can never tell me who I was and what I couldn't do. Mm. Um, it's just been this thing that's always been luring there. And it is, it is, you know, God. Uh-oh. So it's always what, you know, and, um, and when I got out of grad school, I, I heard a lot of can'ts, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, but always, it, my voice always was louder than saying that you can, you can, you can, because, Guess what? I had no theater experience before I came to the actor experience, actor mm. studio. But yet, I did it. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. how can you tell me when I can't? When I have a record of I can, I can, I can. So mm. it's always been that it's always been that thing inside of me. When when people say something, I'm like, but but I did this, but I did that. You weren't around. You don't know. How can you tell me I can't? Okay, so I can't in this moment. All right, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so mm-hmm. it's always been that thing and I've always been very um I've always been very um good at coming up with solutions so for me it's like when somebody tells me something and I, I'm I'm gonna get to your because I feel like I'm going on a little rant but mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to your but when someone tells me something um I literally sit down I write down okay well they say I can't but I can do this like I'll write down like 15 things that I can do. And then I'll bring it down to four things that I can do because then 15 things always include money that I don't have. I don't have. I don't got the money to do these things. So let me go back. Something that I actually, and then I usually get to one or two things. I usually get to one or two things and I'm like, okay, I can do that, right? And I just do it. And I tell myself, listen, if you, if you fell at it, you fell at it, but at least you tried. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. never going to have a moment in my life where I said I didn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't try. So, it's the thing that keeps me kind of grounded and positive is good relationships, and it hasn't always been like that. I have really bad years. I mean, I think what is the book that you say, Bestie, that the guy said that if you decide to be an artist, you're signing up to be depressed for. The- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, uh, it's the artist lane. 
Is it oh, the, the artist way? Play? Uh, uh, think like an artist. Think like, think an, like an artist. artist. I well, mean, oh wait, no, no, no. Or is it the article that Tim Ferriss wrote, which is that entrepreneurs and artists are like uh, 65% more likely to suffer? Is that the same one or no? No, I think no, you're right. It was it's, one. It's, 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 no, it's think like, no, that's think it was like, like an artist. Yeah, that's think like an artist. That's think like an artist. And he was like, you're it's destined like to be depressed. Leon, Leon something. Let me something. Like an artist. Yeah, get that before the end of it. But he, he basically said, you're destined to be depressed. And, you know, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, like, you have to, you have to, when, like, when she said that to me, because that was a couple years ago, I had to think to myself, I'm like, you can go back. Because another thing for me is I had a money job. I had a money mm. job. So it wasn't it wasn't a money thing. It was like, you know, you can you can spend the rest of your life making money, being stressed out, or you can do something that you really love, make money because you know that when you do it, because of who you are, you're going to make that money anyway. And mm -hmm. then also live a fulfilled life. So everything that I ever wanted to do was to live a fulfilled life. So that's the thing that kind of drives me. It keeps me going. And god darn it, I have a really great husband who supports me. I'm not going, first and foremost, my, my husband, come on, come on, hold on. I, I, have to, I have to put it out there. My husband auditioned with me at the actor studio. He was my boyfriend then. He auditioned with me at the actor studio. They actually asked him to come in. He was like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> he was like, no, thank you. And he lived in New Jersey and, you know, he helped me find my apartment when I got up there. He's been my supporter. He's been my backbone when I didn't have any money, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to make it seem like it's just been that thing. Like I had support and that's just the truth. I had, my husband mm -hmm. has been my support my whole entire career. He has worked when I wasn't working and he mm -hmm. paid bills when I didn't have any money. So I honestly have always had really great support. My mom was very supportive of my career. The husband was very supportive of my career. You know, I could stay in New York, New Jersey because my husband worked a, a regular job. So I, mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there because I don't want people to just be thinking like, go on your passion, right? No, like <laughs> somebody had to make some money. And, and quite frankly, if he wasn't making money, I don't know how long I would have been doing this. <laughs> That's the truth. Shout out it's to God, dirty this hard. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I got to put it out there. Like, my husband. Yeah, he's a producer of the podcast. Of the yeah, podcast. He, he gives just so everybody knows. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he gives us notes. <laughs> he's like, y'all talk I too love much it. on this. Y'all need to scale back on that. <laughs> y'all need to say that. He will give us notes. He does. And when we make a mistake, he said, you know, you need to learn from this. And this was not great. I love it. Jonathan. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Yeah. And he's also a bomb. Yeah, cook. but all of you out there. Yes, you know. Yes, he is a bomb cook. He cooks a lot. I don't cook. Everything. <laughs> True. Darkoya knows. She came here. He he cooked up a whole thing. He like and he and he also is very like very much like like. You know, he made my tea tonight. Last night, he brought me a glass of wine. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he's, yeah. But he isn't it amazing thoughtful. when you look at it?
at it, so it's yeah. like it's like you God has set us all up differently with when you look, there are people God sets you up like they're they're you just spoken about earlier, which like predestined. Like you're you're set up with people who are gonna help you along the journey. You just have to look and pay attention to those people. Right. And your husband's one of them. Like he's actually somebody in your life that is helping you along with the journey, like set up in your life. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah, right. yeah oh, he is, but I'm still like an artist. Sorry, still like an artist by Austin. Steel? Like steel Steel like an artist. Steel like an artist. I think that's so. We might put that put that across. Is it S T S T I S T A L? Yeah, steel. We gonna do some research after the podcast because it might have been an article. Because I'm always reading something, telling to something. So I don't know, but I think it's from Steel. Like an artist by Austin Cleon. Oh my! Wow. Yeah. Okay. But but point blank to just to get to the the roundabout. You know, good support is keeping helping you and God, of course, who's always mm-hmm. ahead of my life. You know, my support system and even Darkoya. It's and Darkoya and big ups to Crystal out there, Crystal Williams, who is yeah. our spiritual support. You know, grad school with us. Crystal yeah, was her and Tish was like together like butt cheeks in uh in grad school. They were like, the you literally didn't see one without the other. Like <laughs> all the time, all the time. Because it was just two of us. It was it was just two, it was wow. just two of us, you know. Yeah. No, Daphne. And Daphne. And sorry, let's put let's not let's not exclude Daphne. She's she's okay. Italian though. She's you know. Anyways, um, <laughs> um yeah, so so just so because everybody they want we want to get back to like creating your own opportunity, being opportunity ready. Um so Yamoria, um let's see. There how are you let's ask this, how are you prepared when opportunities started to present itself and you had your your web series? Mm-hmm. Um Oh my goodness. I, for the longest time, I felt like I was just tripping and really like being anal and type A, but I had an EPK, you know, Tish, EPK, um, what else? Like I just, I would just have everything like my EPK, my person, you know, for the show, my own, I'd have a list of press website. I have all these things. And for the first few, up until after the, the Newark, so up until in 2018 there wasn't a lot of there's like press that i was that i was getting but it wasn't like there's no buzz about love my roomie and so minus the the premiere party that we had march of 18 but um i just had stuff prepared i just prepared as if it had already happened Mm. i i i literally prepared from the website to the teasers to my bios just prepared like i already had it so that when it came, it was a matter of, oh, I got it on my Google Drive or Dropbox. It was a matter of sending links to people. Or if someone's like, oh, we have an opportunity. When I, I, I was at ABFF, for those that don't know, it's the American Black Film Festival in Miami in 2018. I got the first night there, second night there, I got an assistant directing and producing gig for a short film back in New York. And we were at a party. So it's just like being prepared. And for the longest, it looked like, it probably looked like this. Uh oh, we lost you there. Let's see. 
Um, My bad. There we go. Wait, we got you. Back. Yes, you're back. You said for the longest time, it looked like. That's what I get for moving out my frame. For the longest time, um, it looked like. I'm sure it looked, you know, I had, I would lay out the Love My Roomie Instagram page, et cetera, et cetera. There was nothing coming like that. I didn't know people were watching. I was just, I just knew that I needed to execute an excellence with what I had. And if I didn't have it, I'd figure it out, you know? But people were watching and then opportunities came and I had the things that people needed, whether it was a bio, whether it was an EPK, whether it was, you know, knowing how to, to prepare for press, whatever it is. I was just ready because I stayed ready, you know? But it was years of just me in my room, or at the time I had a studio in Brooklyn, probably just people like, what is she, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there were more people that were watching and paying attention and that consistency paid off. Mm, mm. It was the consistency. You know, cause I, I, I saw the other project. So I, I saw on your IMBD, um, mm -hmm. Love My Roomie, but I also saw a bunch of other films that some that you produced, some that you wrote, some that you just directed, some that you mm -hmm. acted in. And um, I just, I wanted to know, like, was that just like a natural organic process where, you know, maybe you auditioned for this or you maybe you met this person here or there, or was it intentional? Because, I mean, you, you have a lot of credits in various different roles and positions mm -hmm. which is so cool and so awesome. And I know mm -hmm. people, they, they would love to know just like, how did you, how did you get those opportunities and like, how, how are you prepared for them? Mm -hmm. Just elaborate a little more. This is my God. Like, like I would, I would say that I have always, been like an outcast kind of nerd overachiever work 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 but creative in that and so when you know whether it was canva or whatever i would create and design things i didn't have the money right out of grad school to be paying people to do all the things i needed to do so i did it but what i ended up doing was building my skills i learned how to produce actually and i thought i was putting on a putting on a play i produced a two hour wrote and produced and directed a two-hour play uh, for our MLK night, it came to me. I was just utilizing the talents and gifts, I think is really what was happening. And I feel like the more I utilized them, the more the more new ones fell into my hands. It felt like it just, again, that expansion. Um, but in terms of the credit, to, to keep it literal, because I can, sometimes I mean, when some people, I'm like, okay, so how do I do it? Let me just keep it practical. <laughs> Bring it down to earth. Okay, Libra, I'm a Libra. Let me take it down here. Okay, so... Let me take it down. Okay. The practical thing is this. I saw it for Pillow Talk, for instance, Ronnie and Caleb, they're creators of Tough Love, which is an Emmy-nominated web series. Um, they, I interviewed them at Black Web Fest in 2018. And cause, or not, yeah, I was, I was a moderator. So I ended up moderating, interviewing them. And I, then they had auditions for Pillow Talk. And I was, now I was petrified of the camera outside of grad school. The reason why I wasn't scared of it, because I had been on all sides and angles of that camera at that point, because I created my own content. So I was like, audition, I'm gonna just come in here, I'm, gonna re I'm, I'm just gonna do it. So, and then I got a call back and I ended up getting the role of Mia in that. But it was, I promise it was the dedication to creating my own work that built confidence in that I didn't have to look on the outside of me for what was already within. 
But then other, it's your light. Then the light starts shining and other people see the light. Um, and, and you're utilizing, I never tried to do things that weren't called to me. So I ain't nobody's DP. <laughs> and I don't feel called to it. I, now I can look at cinematography and appreciate it and I can make an awesome shot list, but I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to just do everything. I'm doing what, what I'm called to and what I feel, what I'm, what I, where I feel flow, where I feel peace, where I can just do it all night. And it's from those things that opportunities have come. So yeah, that's the audition. That's getting the role of Mia. Any other producing or, or directing is because people saw how much I invested into Love My Roomie, truth be told. Like they saw what was going on and it made them trust me with their own content. Mm -hmm. And it really was, it was my work on my own work that beget the work. Cause I was going, why, why did I have brick ballroom for a web series premiere? <laughs> so extra. In 2018, I have life, I have vendors, performances, dancers, step and repeat, red carpet, photographers, videographers, families from California. What was I doing in a ballroom? Being great. Being great. <laughs> extra. So extra, but from that extraness, people are like, "Oh, well, she, she, she knows what she's doing." I want her on my project, and that's literally how the door started opening. Wow! Be yourself. If you're extra, just be extra. <laughs> Somebody's gonna see the greatness in that extra. <laughs> you know, I love that you say that because um, sometimes when you're very particular about certain things, people will kind of try to tell you like. Oh, you know, you're just being too anal. You're, you know, you're hiding behind perfectionism. And it's like, no, I'm not hiding behind perfectionism. Like sometimes you just you want to get it right and you want it and you want to do it a certain you want it done a certain way. Like nobody tells Beyonce when she's just like, do it for the hundredth time. Like mm -hmm. oh, you're just you're 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 too much of a perfectionist because she gets like right on the edge of perfection. So mm -hmm. I like that. I add into that that mm -hmm. can I add into that with when it comes to how you do things in your art, the thing that makes you different is your anal retentiveness and your perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Because if you aren't that particular, what makes you different than the person who's just throwing up and putting up a camera, a person who's just saying a bunch of lines? Like some of the best artists are that particular because their voice has to sing and has to be louder than the art, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. We have to see art through the art and not just see the art itself. Mm -hmm. So if you don't if you don't look at your art like that, and if you aren't particular, then who will be? Who will be? Who no will be? Gonna be like, no one's gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna dive a little bit more into your art unless, unless you're hiring them as a coach, right? But when you're creating your own content, Nobody's going to be there telling you what's the perfect moment, what's the perfect mm -hmm. look, what's the perfect design, what's the perfect episode. Like no one's going to be there. So I think that I think that you can be anal retentive and and in the release of the art, you know, um, and I don't see mm -hmm. anything wrong with that. I think that's really great. I think that makes really, really great artists, really great producers, really great DPs. Like who wants mm -hmm. a DP? Who's anal retentive? Right. You know, right. Exactly. come on. 
Oh, you didn't get your check yesterday? Oh, you didn't make no money. Uh-uh. 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 But, you know, also, too, we, so we talked also on the show about, like, investing in yourself. And I think, was no, it, like, when we had Devin on and he was talking about, we were talking about, like, investing in yourself. And Tish was like, if you're not going to invest in yourself, then who else will? And you invested in every aspect of mm-hmm. your production and love my love my roomie mm-hmm. um, and so why not would other would why not why wouldn't other people invest in you you know mm-hmm. um, not mm-hmm. only in their projects but even to hire you for other projects you know because they they saw they can see your work ethic they can see your level of excellence and the way you do one thing is the way that you do everything like i like Sometimes some people, when they're auditioning and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna, it's like, what? No. Or they have, they have they're going to be on camera. It's like, what? No, 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 no. The, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so that's just so beautiful for you to say that. And for those of you who are watching, like, you know, be expansive, as Jaboria says. Um, don't be afraid to just be be you, you know? If you're the type of person where maybe you also too pop out things really fast and maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. have to pop a bow on it, do that too because, you know, anybody going to pop out content as quick as you? Mm-hmm. you no, know? no, you're good. You got to, you got to, you got to be okay with who you are. Um, that doesn't mean like, you know, don't improve on yourself, but you have to know where you're strong. Like, no, I am a bomb producer. I, I am an alchemist. I'm not going to sit here and shrink and pretend I'm not that. Cause then I'm going to be, it's going to be me. that's going to be unfulfilled and sad when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's going to be me sad at the end of the night, you know? So you have to live into your fullness. And, and I, I do believe oh, that people will see that. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you said that is really interesting, and I wrote about this in my book, um, is that you it's nothing wrong what with a new skill. <laughs> that that Eva girl. Oh, out. yes. So I, have, I have a book called The Artistpreneur that is coming out very soon, everyone. It will be launching very soon on my website. So I will keep you up to date on the podcast. But one thing that I wrote about in my book is it's nothing wrong with you learning a new skill to get what you want mm. out of your artistry. It's nothing wrong with that. And one thing that I look at is, I was looking at Kevin Hart and I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna, I was looking at Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart produced his own, he produced his own um, comedy specials and all of the money went back to him. And I thought about that. I was like, so to produce your own comedy special, that means you have to understand what producing a comedy schedule, what that looks like. And when he first started, yes, he has us now. But when he first started, he was hustling to figure out, mm-hmm. well, what does that mean? How do you do that? What kind of arena? Like he had to learn a whole new and stretch a whole new muscle. Now he calls himself, you know, um, I forgot what he calls himself. But he he talks about like how he's an entrepreneur and not but he was in comedy for a very, very long time. And could you imagine if he didn't invest in himself? He put his own money in his own content. And Are you breaking that? Made, Uh-oh. I think it was like 10 times the exhibit. Oh, you broke up. Some technical difficulties, people. I know. All right. I oh, you're back. I know. It's the Wi Fi. But. 
Yeah, but but he did all of that. He's the one who did all of that for himself. And I think like artists, there's no bigger fan than you of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. people were really mad at Matthew a couple years ago when he did his Oscar speech and he said, you know, I'm in competition with myself, but I am mad at him because who's gonna believe in you? And people believe in you, they do. But who's gonna challenge you more creatively? Who's gonna challenge you more to get where you wanna be at than yourself? Because people can believe in you, but if you don't have that one little thing to believe in yourself or to say, you wanna know what? They're not gonna do that for me. I gotta gotta find somebody. And when people Mm -hmm. come to me, a lot of the times and they need help, you know, when when I consult people and I help people with their projects, they're just looking for someone to believe in what it is. And I never, and I will never say, and I never have said, you can't do it. I'm like, okay, all right, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, mm-hmm. how are we going to figure this out? <laughs> mm-hmm. How are we going to, okay. All right. Well, this might take this. Can we do it on a lower scale? What about this? Mm-hmm. What about that? You know? And I, I think that's the one thing that I hate about this industry as well, is that people are quick to tell you what you can't do and who you are and how you can't do something. Well, I just think that the more that we get, and I'm going to say this, the more that we get women in higher positions, the more that we get mm-hmm. black women in higher positions, the more we get people of color in higher positions, the more you're going to see yes, because we understand how it feels to be marginalized. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times, although we might not agree with an idea, we're not going to say, mm, you know what, you can't do it. We're going to say, okay, interesting. Why don't you mm-hmm. try this? Or why Mm-hmm. That. That's what I'm, I am seeing that, guys, more and more and more with more women who are becoming senior executives, more women who are in, you know, positions of power. They're saying, OK, that's that's creative. That's different. OK, let's 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 expand on that. And they're not mm-hmm. saying no. Mm. 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 Yeah. Really? So I, I I implore you, implore you viewers, you know, if someone is telling you no, then you should do it. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. I'll do a reshoot before I take a no. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll do it. I, I will, I'll adapt, but we're not going with no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Not there yet. you go. Not yet. No means no. no means that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes an idea just needs to be developed. That's all. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just needs to be developed. Right. So, but we're going to get more into that. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about having a positive mindset in all of this. Because um, we mentioned that a little bit before. But, you know, like, one thing that <laughs> Darkoy and I um, do just to kind of keep it positive is, like, we check in with one another when we're going through or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have, do you have... Let's talk about, do you have a bestie that you check in with? Oh, yeah. That, I do. Know. I have, I have really, my, my, to be honest, my best, best friend is my sister. Um, I would say my sister. Yeah, my sister. Um, but I would say that I, I do have, I, so I went through, not to, to take it, I went through a, a, a huge dark night of the soul transition this year. So in those kind of moments where when God shakes you, a lot of people and things fall off. So I have I, a lot of the ties and things I had dissipated. So, but through that, I got really strong friendships and relationships um, with people. And 
and yeah, I can call people. I have people that I'm completely open and vulnerable with and it really helps. Now they're all, my, my girl Nicolette, all my people are in New York, which was very interesting. Um, the people that I, yeah, how that happens. But I do, I do, I really, I really do have people who saw me through those times, even when I was back here and the pandemic was shaking all of us. And I have some strong foundations now um, that in this new, you know, this new phase of life. But my sister though, that girl, she's cancer. The girls who believe. She says what she wants. She keeps it real with me. Um, she's if it if it ends up in crying, she'll hold my hand as I cry, as not taking back that she kept it real. <laughs> but but yeah, I can I can check in with her, um, and it really has kept me grounded this year, which I've been in California the majority of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Within like your support system and like your sister, when you're like what keeps you motivated what what mm-hmm. keeps you motivated and what things do you do to like to stay motivated and to stay inspired mm-hmm. you asked us but now we want to ask you i know i, I was like wait didn't i just oh yeah. um i would say i would definitely say trusting god keeps me motivated because um there's when you again it goes back to to finding peace with who you are there were not many phases of my life, but there were some phases of my life in college where I would try to fit in and it always failed because I'm just the nerd that I am. Um, <laughs> so so it, it's it's in that acceptance that I've been able to first be like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. And then from there, I mean, I've had an amazing journey this year at looking at affirmations, listening to podcasts. I mean, I just pour into my spirit pretty much all day long. The books I read, like I'm just pouring into my spirit all day long. There's a, a manifestation here. Y'all say this is from, I don't know who follows the hood healer, but this is one. I, I don't know know her. She, she said, this is one of her many IGTV things a couple weeks ago. So I am a master manifester. I am always abundant. My needs are always met. Mm. Repeat that to yourself when you are feeling, you know, low, whatever. Repeat that. I've been repeating that to myself, doing my affirmations. Uh-oh. Let's see. We lost you. She's going to come back. Coming back. I'm back. Am I back? Yep, you're back. I used to randomly praise dance in my room when I was a little girl. Just getting back to the core of all the little things that I did has kept me grounded. Like, those, I didn't need to do away with randomly praise dancing. Maybe I shouldn't do it on the subway. Maybe. I don't know. But... (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong randomly praise dancing by myself in my room getting back to the core of who i am when i was younger has actually made me a better adult no they're both gone have y'all hear did y'all hear me yeah oh yeah 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 i said getting back to the younger me has made me a better adult mm. <laughs> you know yeah, so- i was just talking to my mom about that where i was talking to her about a problem that i was having and she said you know when you were younger, you would just go to the library and you would like, you wouldn't leave until you finished. Like you just, you, you, she was like, you have to like go away. You like, like, cause for me, I have such, like a, such an outgoing personality that I pour into people and sometimes mm-hmm. I pour into myself. And yeah. it's so interesting that you say that because I, I work with kids. Um, everybody knows I love the children. Um, but I think that when we're young, we don't have everybody else's opinions or ideas 
um, in our, in our head. And then even if we do like life hasn't, um, just kind of knocked us down to the point where like, we don't think about it. If we're just like, when we are children, we don't think about it. If we're like, yeah, no, you're wrong. And mm-hmm. our voice is louder than the voice of other people. And so I, I think you're so right. Like getting back to, um, getting back to your core when you were a child, I call it childlike optimism mm. to having childlike optimism and, um, the, and joyful, ab- childlike, joyful ab- abundance mm-hmm. um, is just like, I, I just, I, I think that that's the thing that adults need to continue to persevere because it's, it's, it's so pure and mm-hmm. it's so, like, it's so unfiltered. It just is what it is and it stands on its own and it's unapologetic. And, and I see yeah. that kids. they're just like, I'm me. And, mm-hmm. and, and they only, and they only do and cling on to things that fulfill them. If you notice that, if they just yep. color, they're going to color. If they like to wear their tutu all day long, Baby girl is rocking the tutu every day, all day. Do you think she cares if it's dirty or that she wears seven days in a row? No. That little girl is like, I'm the tutu queen. Like, I'm a diva, whatever. And I just, you know, like I, I tried, I tried to hold on to that. And it's so beautiful to hear you say that you are doing things that that really poured into your spirit when you were a child mm-hmm. because it's so necessary. It's so necessary. And the older you get, the harder it is to do. The mm-hmm. further you are to your uh, from your the further you are from your authentic self. Because when we were children, we were we were we were our authentic selves. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think and um I, I think that's kind of what your and not kind of that's what your podcast is about. So with mm-hmm. with all of that can you kind of give us an idea of what we're in store for this season on your podcast? Mm, sure. Ooh, delicious. Um, so, um, I actually have, I have, a, I have a rounded out, uh, the beautiful opportunities came, which took me away from completing the season the way I wanted to. So I have three episodes in queue, which actually feature black men, black men. One is on black men and fatherhood, a single black father um, who was raising a daughter. Um, and another on black love. Um, so I have two two new episodes out with that feature black men. I wasn't sure when I wanted to reintegrate them um, or integrate them into because I just really wanted to speak to black women. Um, but they it was very beautiful those two interviews. And the la- and last but not least is actually a mashup of oh I wait until Tish comes back. Oh can you see me? Can y'all hear me? Oh, we can hear it. Okay. Okay. The the last one is actually talk about your younger self, the YouTube channel. Y'all know how this works. I was talking into it was it was called transitioning transitioning with grace or something like that. And it was I tied in transitioning with life with transitioning from natural or from relaxed to natural hair because it was still part of the, the YouTube channel. And it was right when I was on my way to move to New York for grad school. It was literally like days before. And I was listening to her, 25-year-old me, and I was like, this girl's wise. I was like, what, what, what should I do? And she's just like, 25-year-old Maury is like, so when you're going through, you, you need to just make sure that you keep your faith and that you, you know, simplify your life. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? How I forget all that? 
Oh, so it's gonna be a nice, it's gonna be a nice reintroduction of some of some older uh, content too. And then I'm excited for building out, you know, season two. Yeah, mm. doing some assessing, like what worked, what didn't work, what feels right, and then you know, branching off. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it is just having that out there. It's it's so unique, and your podcast is so unique to your own voice. And I'm so excited about it, and I have been listening to it. And the thing that keeps me excited about it is that you have all these things out there that are uniquely you. Um, and uniquely your brand. And, you know, I just can't wait to see, you know, the people who continue to discover that unique, that uniqueness that is you. So thank you. you. I love the podcast. Thank you. You know, you're my motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Tish. Thank you. I'm just. I'm not myself in that moment. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Being ourselves. So what? Oh, go ahead. I think there's like a lag and delay. So just for Mm -hmm. all of you that are on here tonight, there's a lag with each of us. So we kind of can't really hear when one of us is starting to talk. So it's not that we're over talking mm-hmm. together. There's there's some delays. <laughs> but I, I think this is when I, I really want to ask you this. It was on our list of questions. What's your ultimate dream? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that has changed. Um, that has changed the more I realize. I, I, it used to be to be like, a successful did it. And then I had some semblance of success and hard a job and I was like so unhappy so um (laughs) I would say my ultimate dream is to continue to learn um and to create a life in which I I'm able to have space to continue to learn and grow um and to know and to continue to discover true joy through what I do through what I create to know and to continue to experience true joy in what I create. Um, not saying every day is going to be easy because, I mean, this is life. But, you know, to, to know that joy and that unshakable joy and faith. Because I think from those core things, I'll be my best version to everyone else. Mm. Um, when I'm whole, I can love and be present with other people wholly, mm. you know, um, in my fullness. Yeah. Very, you know, but... That's that's what I want. That's what I want. Um, and I think I also, you know, going on with the abundance, I feel like the more that we, the more that we tap into where the joy and that flow and all those things, the abundance is going to come to us. It's actually, oddly enough, much easier than it seems. It just requires a lot of faith, which is the hard part. Mm, yeah. But like the it is easy. Mm. The faith is where we get. I think where we get tripped up, you know, I don't know. That's what I think right now at 33 and three weeks. We'll see what I think next year. <laughs> <laughs> but you I know, on my, um, my wall, I'm going to put it up. She just, she loves yes. it. That's, that's what I hear you saying. Um, yes. The life she loved. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we, we forget that, like you said, you, we have the, the choice to, 
follow our happiness to mm-hmm. or to try to attempt to grasp it and to hold on mm-hmm. to it and to do things that we love and that mm-hmm. bring us joy, you know? Um, yeah. That's even right. with you speaking, I just, I was reminded of that. Like, I, I do have a choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remind myself all the time. Like, girl, you know you chose that, right? I did. <laughs> Girl, it it is so true, and you know it's very. No, I did. It's it's really interesting, also, um, that like even even within our choice, even within our choice, and even within taking this journey, we think that when we get to a certain point, it's just going to make us happier. And even when you said that, like you know, I had this semblance of success, and I changed it. But I've heard that so many times where people Mm -hmm. say, you know what worked hard, I got to a certain place and it's not what I thought it was going to be. And I really, I really want to encourage people to, you know, really just, really just um, figure out what it is and why it is that you want what you want. And mm. sometimes it's just like, I want to make a lot of money. Sometimes it's just that I'm, I'm an artist and I just want to do this, but it's not what you think. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It's not you have to have like, and we talk about this all the time, Darkoya, having like a core value system of mm-hmm. who it is that you are and what it is that you believe. And if we use that, if you use what it is and who it is that you are, um, it that's what's going to bring you joy. Why? Yeah. Right. That's what's going to bring you joy. We talk about, I talk mm-hmm. about that in the book, though. I talk about that in the book, yes. but I'm not going to talk about yes. that. Yes, I'm excited about that. But book. I think it's even more important. But like, I think that, like, even what Yamoria said, it's just a different way of like going after it, too, because a lot of times we are chasing the career or mm-hmm. the money or the status or whatever it is that we think might make us happy but when you are going after joy mm-hmm. then you will get joy because jo- that that is not specific it is a it is well rounded and it is, and to me it just it's like you're open to whatever comes to you that brings you joy which mm-hmm. means that you're not limiting limiting yourself. Tish talks about limitless creativity in her book, mm-hmm. um, and and we and we believe in that. Like creativity mm-hmm. is limitless, but you're not limiting yourself by going after joy. You mm-hmm. are limiting yourself when you go after money or you go after things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just so powerful. Um, it's so powerful what you said because you can go after that. And you're not going to be disappointed because whatever mm-hmm. the outcome is, you're going to be happy. Exactly. Joy versus chasing material things or an idea or, you know, what you think something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, it's and, really and there's no, and, and the thing is, the, the thing is, is that, you know, nothing has changed over time. I mean, the stories, the same stories over and over again. People chase the fame, they chase the money, they, they learn on the other side of it. It's it's like, it's no, guys, we're not telling you a new story. Just look up anybody. This is not new. Mm-hmm. Great Gatsby, didn't we all have to read that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. Well, remember Devon? You know, 
with um asking John uh Davon asked John Cry, what's your mount what's your mountaintop? Mountaintop, yeah. And he said he was on you guys gotta check out that episode if you haven't seen it. John Cry mm. um he came on the show and he was um he was a creative director at New Market Films. He started the company with them and he, he asked him what his mountaintop was and he said he was he was there. And he was at the mountaintop on a, a ship with some of the biggest celebrities in the world. Did he say and Eddie Murphy? Wasn't Eddie Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said he just wanted to get off that <laughs> ship. He wanted to get off the ship. And he said the, the mountaintop is you being unique to your own voice and your own creativity. Mm. That, that's the mountaintop. If you guys and check out that episode, work. if you want to. And in the work. He in also the work, said, yeah. He said, people you hear it all the time. It's the journey. When uh -huh. people arrive, they say that they, he was saying how it's that journey, that process of getting there. That is actually the most fun, even though you. And he worked, he, he worked with Christopher Nolan. He worked with all of these big actors. No. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying as a person who was out here in these streets, guys, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. I had a See, taste of the streets, y'all. I got a second her. I'm, I had a taste of the streets. I'm telling you. How many <laughs> people paying me to do things? I was going to pay good. I was like, nah, I don't like these streets. I'll just go back to love my roomies. <laughs> exactly. I'm out here and it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And, and, and let me tell you something. There are, and uh, we touched on this on our last episode. With Daryl, there are people out here who think that it's supposed to be that, but when they gone and your career is diminished, you know, you're going to be thinking that it's supposed to be that and you ain't going to have nothing and you're going to be bitter because <laughs> you're going to be thinking about that, that you had and all the people who surrounded you who were telling you it was one thing and in, mm -hmm. in all reality, it's always stopped started and began with you and your creativity mm. minister tish get it <laughs> just, just, that, that, just put it out there gotta put it out there so say it. we kind of we, we this, girl you need to stop i can't with you i can't with you see guys this is why this is why if you guys would just step into one of our conversations you just keep thinking that we just this is a hot mess. This is all day. This is all like each other up on Marco Polo all day. You want to know why? Because we're destined to be depressed. Of, of, no, according stop to that book. Because Yamoria said we chasing the life. We chasing. We life. Yeah, so we're, we're not destined to be depressed because Yamoria <laughs> said we're chasing joy. So we destined to be chasing joy. We expanded in here. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So we we changed up our end of the episode question last. Yeah, last season. Then it was um, about the protest because we really wanted to keep it positive. We asked people about, mm -hmm. you know, what would their message be to the world? So, Bestie, I'm going to let you take this one because this is your thing. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad she knows I want to say it. She knows I say it. So, yeah, it's, her 
it's my thing. It's my thing because I really thought hard about like what our topic was, what our um, end was going to be this season. And I was like, oh, I love everybody it. has like a mantra that they say, or maybe you have like, like the lyrics to a song or something like mm -hmm. something specific to you though, that you tell yourself to like stay motivated. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it's like your life anthem, like, my sister's mm -hmm. name hers is ooh child. Ooh, child. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know if she's watching, but but that's what she kind of tells herself when you know she's dealing with things or whatever. So, um, what's your life anthem? It could be a mantra, it could be a song, quote, or just mm -hmm. even a phrase you say um, that just keeps you motivated. And it's just like your life mantra. Jeez, this is hard. Okay, so I would say a song. Um, there's so many Beyonce songs, but I would say Freedom. That song, ooh, yeah. my darkest days in New York. I'm gonna keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. Love, yes. you know. So <laughs> yes, I'm gonna scream. Scream this. Um, and a recent one that I took for my dad since I've been at home, and he's doing while well, he does the dishes. This is calm him, so he likes to do dishes. And if he's got a lot of stuff to do during the day, which he always piles the plate, he's always like, come on, Jesus. <laughs> come on, Jesus. So I've been taking that too. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So when you go through something, you just like, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> I say that. I kind of say, I'll be like, oh, Lord, fix it. Like, <laughs> you slept in, oh, Lord, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you, y'all. Well, really well, so, no, you didn't come on our podcast. Thank you so much for doing a oh, joint cool. episode with thank us. Thank you for hosting. <laughs> so, so amazing guys like literally yes. <laughs> for hours yeah we 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 totally can and we will probably after the podcast producer tish speaking producer tish speaking you can't keep the people waiting <laughs> you can't keep the people people waiting but guys um, we want to thank our sponsors again uh blue uh, uh blue lizard bar and grill if you're in Charleston area, you can visit. You can Blue Lizard 10, get 10% off. Just let them know that you're watching the series. And desserts. If you want some banging desserts. Yes, yes. So you can check out. You can check out at desserts, D-E-E-Z-E-R-T-S um, on Instagram. They are doing a Thanksgiving special. So if you are in the San Francisco Bay area and you need some sweet desserts for your holiday party hit them up and um they too will work something out with you if you tell them you amen and, and blue lizard bar and grill is at blue lizard bar and grill on instagram so check them out they're also at blue lizard bar and grill on um facebook and let's get your hashtags for inside out oh yes yes you can you can follow Inside Out podcast. It is at Inside Out. At Inside Out, that's it, right? I'm all, what is my podcast? <laughs> it, is, it is Inside Out underscore podcast. 
Um, you can follow Love My Roomie. That is just at Love My Roomie across all social media. Um, and you can follow me at Ms. Right on Time. That's M-S and the last name W-R-A-G-H-T on time. Yes. And on the Inside Out Instagram, you'll see all the links. To okay. The which, is, which is why. Yeah. Which yes. is why you're going to keep getting those jobs because you're on time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punctual. Not our CP time. So, no. That's excellent. <laughs> excellent. Black Punctual. Excellent. Black excellent. All right. Thank you so much. You can join us Thursday. Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And we'll figure out Central Time at some point in our podcast. (laughs) 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 So y'all don't hate us, Central people. We love you too. We just haven't figured it out because, you know, yeah, we haven't figured it out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.